Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, June the 2nd, wherever you are, uh, however you are listening, whenever you are listening, I wish you God's grace, God's love, God's beauty, God's goodness. Um, and again, that you may just feel, experience, know of God's great love for you and God's presence, God's nearness to you. Uh, okay. So we're going to pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. Gospel of the day uh, is Mark chapter 12, verses 18 to 27. So we left off yesterday's brief reading at uh, verse 17. So we'll pick up right after that uh, today in verse 18. So a little bit longer gospel today. And uh, again, pretty familiar uh, story that Jesus uh, is encountering, or another uh, trap that is being ensnared for him. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and put this question to him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies... Leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married a woman and died, leaving no descendants. So the second, Mary, second brother married her and died, leaving no descendants. And the third likewise. And the seven left no descendants. Last of all, the woman also died. At the resurrection, when they arise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, Are you not misled, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but they are like the angels in heaven. As for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses in the passage about the bush, how God told him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are greatly misled. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I mentioned that this uh, reading today, because context is always so important, this reading today takes place immediately following yesterday's. And yesterday, it was the Pharisees and the Herodians, right, who came to Jesus, also trying to, to trap him, to ensnare him. And they used the coin, uh, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And, uh, and again, you can see Jesus is like, okay, he's going from one, the frying pan, into the fire here. So the Pharisees and Herodians are trying to ensnare him. He has that brilliant thought. He says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and render unto God that which is God's. So we know sooner is done with that. And here come the Sadducees over here who believe there's no resurrection, and they're trying to entrap him. So what, what's the story here with today? 
So the Sadducees, brothers and sisters, are part of the Sanhedrin. Again, the Sanhedrin is the ruling body uh, over the temple, the religious ruling body in Jerusalem. Now, they're under the Romans, of course. They have to report to the Romans. But they are the, the religious ruling body in the temple, made up of Pharisees and Sadducees primarily, but also scribes and elders. Um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were kind of, uh, I'll use in our system of government, Democrats and, and Republicans, not that they modeled that, but even though we have other parties uh, within our system, they're the two major parties. In the Sanhedrin, Pharisees and Sadducees are the two major parties in the system. The Pharisees uh, believed in the resurrection, and the Sadducees did not. Now, the resurrection was something that took the, the Jewish people uh, coming out of the desert, led by Moses, they did not fall into that right away and say there is a resurrection of the dead. It had to come over years of, of pondering prayer, speculation, uh, debate, uh, God's prophets coming down, uh, and all those. In fact, it wasn't until the wisdom scriptures that it more fully opens up. And within the life of Judaism, Probably only in the last couple hundred years before Jesus had that really been embraced by part of their faith, uh, and that would be the Pharisees uh, who, who embraced that and taught that. The Sadducees uh, held to the more traditional teaching that there was no resurrection. So this party, uh, the Sadducees, comes before him and not only tries to ensnare him with this story, but really they're trying to make fun of him, aren't they? They're, they're not going to say, Lord, uh, tell us about uh, resurrection. Help us understand why you believe it. That would be an honest encounter. We don't, we don't see it in Scripture. It's not part of our tradition. Uh, but I'm open to conversation with you. Let's engage and help me understand you, where your truth is coming from. That's, that's not theirs. They're saying, Lord... Let me, let me, you know, pose you a question. Moses said if somebody's brother dies and, and he's married, they, they have no children, well, the law says the brother, the next brother in line has to take up the, the, the ball, as it were, and see if he can raise children for his brother. And uh, there's seven of them here in this story, seven. I mean, so it's not just one or two or three times. Seven. I mean, it's to the point of ludicrousness. And that's really what they're trying to do. They're, they're, they're trying to say, your, your thought here is so foolish. So not only are they trying to ensnare Jesus with this silly thought of resurrection in their mind, but they're, they're mocking him. I don't know about you, but when I feel mocked, I feel defensive. And again, not justifying it, but I often will want to lash out as well. And Jesus, to his great good credit, does not do that. Instead, he engages them on their terms. One, on, on the story that they bring, and two, on their misunderstanding of the resurrection. Um, so even after being tried to be ensnared, uh, which would be tiring to me because you just got done with one, uh, you know, moments ago, a different group, but they're trying to entrap me too. And it's like, oh my heavens, come on, people. And then they're mocking you. He takes the high road. Again, that, 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 can, be, that can be a good lesson for us. How do we transform those things and not, not get defensive? Um, 
And, and that can be difficult. But here's what he talks about. Okay, so they present this story to him. Which of the seven is he going to be married to, to the woman? Because all of them were married. And he says, you are misled. Are you not misled? Because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. When they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but they are like the angels in heaven. Brothers and sisters, have you ever, and I'm sure you have, have you ever given thought, what is heaven going to be like? And, and what will those people who are important to you now, how will we recognize them? Will they be more important than others in heaven? Is it simply going to be like we are now and, and we're in the next sphere in the, in the grace and mercy and overarching love of God and presence of God, but yet we'll still be families up there and still be you know, married up there and still have children? Not, I mean, not that we're having children, of course, but, but that those bonds will still be stronger perhaps than other bonds? Listen, here's what I know. I know what Paul says. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has ready for us, for those who love him in the kingdom of God. We just, we don't know. It's, it's beyond our imagination. Um, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. So far above the, as far as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my thoughts above your thoughts, Isaiah reminds us, Right? And so what we are going to enter into is so beyond us. Here's, here's my best guess. I'm throwing a dart. And, and again, if this doesn't land where, where you are thinking, I, I'm, I'm, hey, trust, let's trust the Spirit of God and God's fact that God is bigger than us. I am certain that I will know my mother uh, when I, if I were to pass away later today. And I don't know if it's my mother who will greet me but I am certain I will know her in the kingdom. And I am certain that if I were to pass away before Renee, that I would know Renee upon her entering the kingdom or vice versa. Uh, or, or I would know my children. You know, Renee and I had a, a, a miscarriage. Will I know that child? Will I know my grand? I've got to believe that's true. I've got to believe those people in my life that particularly had a role to play in who I am and helped form me and helped form me in this faith and helped form me as this man that I am. Those people will have a significant place in my life. And I suspect I will not only greet them and, and, and hug them, but bow before them in honor and thanks for the role they played in helping me say yes to God's goodness and, and mercy and invitation to the kingdom. But will they be more special than the millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people that I do not know? I've got to believe at some level that that won't be true. Even though we will have a special connection, even in the kingdom, if they were more special, then that almost sets up the fact that we're going to have cliques, if I can use that word, in the kingdom of God. And, 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 I, and I don't see that as being real. I believe it is as all of us gathered in, in unity around the, the Lamb, around the throne, around the, the glassy sea, around God's great goodness, and, and bowing before God and, and in praise of God's goodness and loving one another on a level that I can't understand at, at, this, at this stage. 
Again, I think eye is not seen. Ear is not heard what God has ready for us. Imagine, brothers and sisters, and, and I don't even know if we can imagine this. Imagine you were trying to explain this world to someone who would never experience this world. Now, how can we do it except for the fact that we're in this world? So the analogy falls flat here. But imagine you were trying to explain this world. How would you explain a sunset to somebody? How would you explain hunger to somebody? How would you explain a crush on someone and how wonderful that feels? Or what love looks like or feels like or acts like? How would you explain the blue sky? How would you explain colors to someone? How would you explain the wind in their hair or the feeling of, of absolute pride and joy uh, at having children or watching them grow. How do you explain any of this to them when they have not been part of this existence and part of this world? My words would fall flat, I suspect, and fall so unbelievably short of, of what it would be. So it is, I think, my friends in the kingdom, that Our words, our images, they're going to fall flat as to what is in the kingdom. You know, one of the things that that we often see in the kingdom is that idea of angels playing on harps in the clouds, which, you know, I mean, that just feels incredibly boring to me, you know, doesn't it? It's like, oh, that's all it is. Come on. But I think, I, I love that image. If we get below the image, what does music do for us? It takes us to another place, right? Music fills us and it brings us joy. It can, has that ability anyway, to bring us to a different sphere and and to transport us beyond the present. That's what I think that image is trying to point to. Not of angels and harps and clouds, but of, of what music can do to us and how the kingdom will take us to a different sphere that we don't even understand or know. I think that's what awaits us. And these Sadducees weren't open to that. They just wanted to mock God. They just wanted to mock Jesus in this. Which brings us to the second point, last thing I'll say. Uh, Where Jesus confronts not only the story, but confronts their lack of understanding of resurrection. Um, And he says, uh, so he's already talked about them. Are you not misled? We'll be like the angels in heaven. As for the dead being raised, so this is now their issue. As for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses? So book of Moses would be the first five books of scripture. Genesis, Exodus, uh, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Uh, So have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, so now he's referring to Exodus, the burning bush, how God told him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are greatly misled. Now, this was the great, wonderful story where Jesus or, or Moses says, you know, if you want me to go to Pharaoh, you got to tell me your name because I can't just go and say, somebody's telling me. I got to tell them who you are. And he says, I am, right? Capital I, capital am. Um, and, and so he's using that here, his name, within describing, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He's not using the phrase, I was 
the God of Abraham when Abraham was alive. I was the God of Isaac when Isaac was alive. I was the God of Jacob. Because then it would be past tense. The, the fact that when they were alive, I was their God. Now I am your God. Instead of he's saying, I currently am. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Uh, just as I am your God. Uh, and, and he takes it all into a present sense. And that's what Jesus is saying is he wouldn't have used that phrase, Moses, had um, resurrection not been real. And so that's the argument he uses to overcome the Sadducees here. So I guess today, brothers and sisters, just a, a, a wonderful reflection on the kingdom of heaven, that resurrection is real. And may we not forget that. And may we not forget the fact that what we celebrated, what, eight and a half weeks ago now, the resurrection of Christ, is not only about Jesus, but it's about our resurrection. That resurrection is indeed real. And the kingdom of heaven, by God's grace and goodness, awaits for us. And what that will be is beyond our measure. And of course we're invited to, to vision it and imagine it and, and, and try to, to see ourselves within it. But just know, I has not seen you has not heard what God is ready for us. It's going to be so beyond. And all we have to do is trust that God knows what we need. And God knows uh, best. And it's going to be good. And we can place our trust in God's goodness for that. Let's pray. And let's just, uh, again, bring all our intentions to the God who does know best. And trust that he knows what to do with them as we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have the best Wednesday. Be well and, uh, and, and just be covered by the grace and goodness of God. I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God's peace. <laughs>